0: If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's News Talk TNT. Welcome to Weekends with Jason Olborn here on TNT Radio. And for those of you that are just getting ready to prepare for your Saturday, Goodness me, you are in for a treat as well. And for everyone else who is halfway through their Saturday afternoon, thank you for joining me. And please, if there is something that you see, something that you like, share it, send a comment. We're on all social media platforms, YouTube. We're on X or Twitter, as they used to call it. We're also on Facebook, Rumble, anywhere where you can listen in on social media and let your friends know that you heard it or even saw it here first. we're in for a real treat today a very very busy show and a big agenda now the weekend show is going to i promise you deliver plenty of surprises sometimes we'll get a little bit heavy then we'll get a little bit light and you'll think, is this the same show? Well, you bet it is because at the weekend we get the benefit of time to prepare a show that will bring you fresh perspectives, not just the very latest in the news and commentary, but also times when we can reflect on the most important issues and sometimes even we'll be able to piece them all together and work out why it is that the same stories keep propping up around the world depending with the same cast of characters, and then we ask how come these people never seem to have to answer for anything, whether it be the WHO or the WEF and The cia look at that for three letter words three letter names that are coming out did you catch harvey mla's speech at the world economic forum putting the socialists back firmly in their places and declaring virtual capitalist war against anyone who wants to take away your freedom and your right to choose your own life and that's a big part of what's going to happen in this next hour and i will talk about lynn in a moment lynn shaw is going to be my first guest for probably the most important subject of our time One of what I would say is two or three taboo topics that you're not allowed to speak about, but we will hear on TNT Radio. Coming up today after Lynn's interview, I'll have Peter Shin from Epstein Justice on, also following by Bruce de Torres, who'll be here talking about his book called God School, JFK nine eleven, and how that all ties together. And we'll learn a little bit more about Bruce's philosophy on life and how he got into this business. Also in the final hour, historian and former TNT presenter who is on hiatus at the moment, Greg Mabry, is also going to join me for a discussion about Disease X, the Israel-Gaza war, and how it is that people can get so stuck in their ways that even if presented with new evidence they still sit and persist with what they already know. And that applies to both sides of the political spectrum. So you're not out of the woods yet. You may get a little bit of personal criticism, but I'll tell you what you're going to get is a lot of information, new ideas, and being prepared for what is coming next. And you will always be the best informed here on TNT Radio. And as I said, my first guest on today's show is Lynn Shaw. I'm going to read out a bit from her bio and get straight into it. And before you know it, Lynn will be on and celebrating her birthday with us. How about that? I'm thrilled that she was able to make time to join us here today on weekends. Lynne Shaw's passion, commitment and involvement with human trafficking began when she represented an author who had written about her horrific experience at the hands of an abusive husband and then the resulting years of her suffering, including the accompanying domestic violence that almost killed her and her children. Becoming immersed in the subject, Lynn's further research led to investigating more about the horrific and ongoing pandemic real pandemic of human trafficking and child predation as national and global crises the time is now to form an alliance with proven warriors and advocates committed to raising awareness and seeking permanent solutions to these crimes against humanity and lynn's website is lynswarriors.org. that's with a y-l-y-n-n-s warriors.org lynn shaw welcome to weekends
1: Jason, I am thrilled and so thankful to be here with you and so thankful that you want to cover this number one crime, not only in America, around the globe, and also to today's news talk, TNT Radio, for also wanting to cover what is the truth, the realities, not propaganda of what's happening all around the world.
0: Isn't it shocking that we have to make a declaration that we're going to show you news that the mainstream news agencies that we've depended on for at least a century are not covering who would have thought that an innocent victim has to be selected to be an innocent victim but if you are an innocent victim of human trafficking it seems that there is just no political will to get to the bottom of what is really going on and it just seems that it's one of those forgotten problems and hence becomes what i called before a taboo subject it's hard to believe that you can have a subject that you're not allowed to talk about and of course you're not allowed to talk about medical cures when the government says this is our cure you can't talk about off-planet intelligence because that's another uh, subject that is just considered a taboo but who would have thought that harming a child could be ever something that you're not allowed to talk about and it it is frustrating but then you can go down another pathway and say well hang on a second you you kind of get pushed out of the way if you dare even speak up about abortion but that's a completely separate issue from today's subject this is about living children born given lives out there and somehow being stolen sold and trafficked to people of ill repute for reasons that we're not allowed to know. Lynn human trafficking uh, it, it It itself is a term that I hadn't really heard of, probably until about 10 years ago, uh, which seems a little bit ridiculous. It was something that you may have heard and brushed off, oh no, that's not really a thing. But then 10 years ago, human trafficking punched me in the face when I learned that it actually really existed. Can you define it and explain a little bit more for people that are just tuning in or catching on, maybe even watching this on replay and going, what is it that um, this subject is and why is it a taboo subject?
1: Jason, you're not alone, because I woke up one day and literally turned to my husband and said, I am going to become a warrior. I live in the middle of New York City. I come from the entertainment background, working in production and, and the music business. And I didn't really know. Sure, I heard human trafficking, but I didn't really focus on it, know anything about it, until I was doing research with this author, and it intersected with domestic violence. And Jason I became a crazed woman I said how can this be going on in the United States in New York City not to mention around the globe unbelievable and I just I I am so passionate about it I will talk to everybody about it I just want to say today is my birthday and I say that because Jason you and TNT are giving me the greatest gift a platform to come on and talk about this most important issue, which most mainstream media does not want to talk about. You know, the word human trafficking, it's kind of ugly. I actually, Jason, used the word slavery. I think that is a much more descriptive word. We have more slavery today around the globe than any other time in history. And people seem to sort of back off, you know, close their eyes, close their ears. They hear human trafficking. Yes, ugly, dark. We have to talk about it because it's so prevalent and escalating today in 2024 so what is it the definition would be using force coercion to get somebody to do something against their will usually we talk about sex trafficking and labor trafficking but i'm also seeing jason right here in new york with all of this illegal immigration going on forced begging which i've never seen on the streets of new york like i'm seeing forced servitude Right. So we have a lot going on. So it's just we have to let the public understand it's getting somebody, usually a criminal act, you know, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, to do something against their will. That is the easiest way to explain it. And then, of course, we have to explain a lot more about that. But that is just it, forcing somebody against their will.
0: You know, just the idea of forcing someone against their will, it's one thing in, in um, and, and I, it's going to sound a bit crude for people that are watching, I'm trying to describe it in ways that the most people will understand what I'm saying. But if we were just to um, look clinically at the term sexual assault, and here is a, a situation typically where an overbearing male uh, would, would attack a female in, in that situation, and we understand that uh, a, a woman could be overpowered, perhaps a young woman, a child, even in that situation. Um, Um, And we understand it, but to think the human trafficking component, that someone could be forced against their will in a situation to... Forced labor, uh, to whatever that particular role might be, a forced job. People might think, oh no, you just walk away from that, you run away, but this is not the case. So you're also involved involving capture. So children, uh, young people, women, for example, cannot get away in this situation. So once they're trapped, uh, it becomes a component that there's psychological um, abuse that attaches to that, the weakening of one's own will, for example, to want to get away. These are the concerns that add up a round it to paint a picture, perhaps for people to better understand that this is a situation that, please God, no one else ever get into again. But for those on the outside looking in to appreciate just how uh, fragile this situation is, that when someone is caught up or stolen or sold or, or however they are rounded up, that they simply just can't get away. And this becomes their reality until such time as perhaps they're rescued or sadly uh, 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 perish in this particular situation,
1: you know we have to it's it's people will say to me why does this happen on a daily basis first of all it's also from this predator this criminal this trafficker this pimp whatever you want to call these people power exerting power and who who can you get you know a vulnerable child is the most vulnerable right but we have to remember when people say to me why does this happen well we'll get into it I'm sure is the biggest money maker the biggest moneymaker, but we need, Jason, it's bigger than the drug trade. It has surpassed that. But I want everybody to understand when we talk about human trafficking, slavery, the most frightening component right now for me, for the warriors, is that it's not that typical, what we think, you know, white van, somebody pulling you off the streets, although we're seeing increases in that because it's becoming normalized. People are becoming habituated that this is just part of life. But the online, Jason, what is happening online? How children online are so vulnerable. And we know that one in five, this is across the globe. Now, remember, any kind of stats I give you, this is what's put out there. It's always higher because this is a very dark crime. We don't really know. People don't report. Right now, it's one in five children, nine to 17 are approached online. Of that, one in five 40% will attempt to either meet or go out and meet this complete stranger. Now, why is this happening? You, You know, I always like to say it's a big wheel with a lot of spokes. There's so many issues surrounding this kind of thing. But we have to start openly and honestly, as we're doing right now, discuss this. You know, parents have to be in guardians open they're not, they're not teaching them would say to me, I don't want to bring this up online. Then they'll go and look for it. I'm like, no, 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 they're seeing it anyway. The algorithms, they're hearing it in the news. They're, they're. It's all around them. It's up to us. You know, community creates change. I like to use that hashtag to describe what this is. It's okay, age appropriate to say, there are bad people online. So let's figure out together as a family uh, how we're going to leverage the internet for good, how we're going to be safe. And you know what, Jason, there were so many tools yet people aren't using them they're not acknowledging they just don't want to know about it again i know it's dark and ugly but it is rising and escalating as we're sitting here talking the last couple of minutes i can tell you right in the united states that's another 20 children have been captured into this and you brought out that great point people will say oh i would just kick i'd run away where where are these children, number one, coming from? It's usually over 60%, usually around 65% are family members that are selling the children into this. So it's familial mm. trafficking, okay? It's not always the stranger that people think. This is a family business for a lot of families. Where is a child going, number one? Two, even an older teen may have to escape a family situation. Parents are drug-addled. Maybe they're being abused sexually. Kids are running away. We have so many runaways, that get involved in sex trafficking they get picked up within 24 hours the predators are out there they know they can see they're waiting airports bus stops on the streets they know and if a kid is out there in the cold and they want a hamburger they their their brains aren't thinking like your brain and my brain they're gonna go somebody says yeah, hey, you know, i'm gonna be nice to you oh i'll help you for the night you know i'll give you a bed for the night and so they groom them but it's happening within 24 hours And so it is psychological trauma. I deal with a lot of people. This is an ongoing thing. This isn't just, you know, it happens, you're trafficked, maybe you're rescued. This is a national security threat, a global security threat, which is leading into a lot of other things. And I could go on and on, and we will. But let me stop here, because it is so incredible, Jason, that this isn't on the top of everybody's list, that people aren't taking to the streets, they're protesting about a lot of things these days. They're not protesting about kids. And everybody should be able to get on board with protecting children, right? And they're not
0: indeed you know Lynn I, there's so much to um to extend from from what you've just said there and uh and, and this is the the weekend show and the uh the mood is generally meant to be a little bit lighter and I'll just try and just draw some comparisons just for people again just from the way that I'm trying to think about this subject and again trying to appeal to those because it is so important new ways of introducing narratives in conversation around the dinner table especially around family and friends whenever this situation would arise with all of that preamble there Lynn I I just want to make reference to two things, a couple of films that we saw with the kids over um, over the Christmas period. We we, we saw the, the new film Wonka, and that's the story of the young Willy Wonka. Anyway, at the beginning of the film, uh, there's a situation that he is out and he's looking for a place to stay, and he's welcomed by someone that says, come with us and stay here in this particular uh, boarding house, etc. And what he doesn't do is he doesn't read this very long, and it's all, it's all pretended fiction, Roald Dahl, etc. But he doesn't read the terms and conditions, and next thing he finds out that for what was meant to be a couple of Shillings or something to stay there. He now owes them ten thousand, uh, and he has to get into work out some way of being able to escape. And then we go and meet all these other characters that have been also caught up in this entrapment scheme. And so, whilst it's presented to us as just Roald Dahl's fantasy fiction, it uh, it depicts something that is very very real. That you just pointed out there, the idea that yeah, you, I will help you out. The idea that I will trust you, you poor little runaway person. And again, to be um, to be put into a situation to be abused as children. We were told by our caring and loving parents to watch out for this but not all of us have been so lucky to have had that situation where we can educate so lynn like there are uh, men now on youtube for example running shows teaching young boys how to perhaps shave change a tire boil an egg etc this is again one of those things that we must teach safety whether it is uncle auntie grandfather grandma whoever it is responsible to be able to educate six seven eight nine ten eleven year old children that these are the things that you need to be aware of In, in other words stranger danger was an interesting thing that was brought out when I was a child in the uh, in in the late 70s, early 80s. I think for mine, it was what made people very scared of their neighbours rather than working with them. Uh, but people became very sensitive and very protective. But it's a different approach now because it's got a lot more serious. But we need to be able to learn the art of communication just as we're learning the art of, of, of making warnings and educating people today. But we have to make it a, a conversation starter as opposed to a taboo subject. At the moment you bring it up, you get the blinkers on where people, or close their ears, block, block their ears, close their eyes, and don't want to hear it. I think we're way beyond that now. And these are just new approaches in this discussion today that perhaps is part of the way that we can help one, two, three, maybe 10 new families bring it up at the dinner table Sunday night, dinner tomorrow night. It would be a wonderful thing to hear from you, the viewer, the listener listening in on here on the show today. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more here on weekends with Jason Alban with my guest today, Lynn Shaw. You're on TNT. TNT's Bruce de Torres. The WHO's proposed treaty will
1: increase man-made pandemics by Merrill Nass. Just a minute about this. This report is designed to help readers think about some big
0: topics. How to really prevent pandemics and biological warfare.
1: How to assess proposals by the WHO and its members for responding to pandemics and whether we can rely on our health officials to navigate these areas in ways that make sense and will help the population, populations. We start with a history of biological arms control and rapidly move to the COVID pandemic, eventually arriving at plans
0: to protect the future. She didn't put protect in quotes, but I just did verbally. World Stage and Bruce de Torres on today's News Talk TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. thelightpaper.co.uk We don't rock, Rock. we talk. talk. Today's News Talk. TNT Radio indeed we do welcome back to weekends i'm here with my guest this hour lynn shaw and lynn before the break i went on a little bit about wonka and that story and it reminded me of chitty chitty bang bang and the missing children being discovered and any form of dickensian uh, book turned into a novel you just get these awful eerie things going on these feelings that there's something very amiss with the characters but it's not fiction anymore and that's the point it is total reality where do we go in terms of trying to explain a situation where in very real Time it may happen that um, I remember last uh, last I think it was October November there was another story of children being found uh, either through railway or or, or um, uh, in the back of a ute or a van in a service station somewhere in uh, in the United States. This was an example, and, and, and a child gave off a signal, was tracked and traced by an off-duty police officer. And the next thing you know, they've arrested uh, a husband and wife trafficking human trafficking him. as you said, a family business. Hard to believe that the slave trade can operate in a world today under virtual surveillance in the 21st century
1: Jason it's hard to believe at least for me that people would harm children yeah now let me point out the demand is for children this is something we used to say the demand the age was 14 to 17. I am here to say I work with law enforcement the demand again because all of this sexual exploitation is in our faces is online I can break down movies television shows online shows every platform you are on Jason I am on the children are on I can find child rape videos now I am under the impression anything with minors is against the law yet yeah. that's another subject you know big tech accountability what's happening on their platforms okay but the thing is You know, I want to get back to something that, again, society has become so normalized and habituated. Programs that are streaming right now that they say are for adults, for instance, on Netflix, we don't have time to talk about everything, on many of the different platforms are really geared, you know, they have child characters in them or teen characters in them. But we know that these are adults watching these things about children a lot of sexual content or kids are naturally curious they're going to watch these things although deemed for adults and get ideas everybody just thinks it's it's normalized again it's that kind of brainwashing habituation and so when i say the ages are younger and younger it's always what if we if we're so uh, you know normalized around us what's the next step what's more dangerous younger and younger and younger And so that is why. How can we relate? How can I'm always trying to figure out, Jason, we all can relate to digital safety. We're all on the devices. We know that children nine to 17 have access to four devices, phones, laptops, Chromebooks, computers, gaming. Nobody talks about gaming enough. Gaming targets boys specifically. Okay. And we know wherever the kids are. So are the predators. So while all this horror is sort of becoming, you know, people are numb to it, the ages are getting younger and younger. And so we're now talking about seven, eight, and nine-year-olds. We're no longer talking about 14, 15, 16, 17. And that is the most frightening, the most frightening. The ages are dropping. So we have to start campaigns, not only in America, across the globe. Listen, we are not going to stop. Let us be realistic for a moment. We are not stopping human trafficking. So what are we going to do? Again, it's the number one crime surpassing with the law enforcement work my colleagues I work with telling me about two years ago, it is easier. It is easier to traffic to sell vulnerable kids than it is to deal with drugs. And because again, it's become so normalized part of society, it's the number one crime. Mm. So what are we going to do? we're going to we're going to talk about it like we're doing tonight. We're going to raise the awareness. We're going to educate, we're going to intervene. And we're going to open people's eyes up because I guarantee you, Jason, people come to me after the fact. Lynn, can you help me? Let's get in there before. Let's give them some easy resources. I'm all about free resources. People are overwhelmed financially uh, today. Plenty of great free resources, but the people have to roll up their sleeves and do the work and talk to their kids age appropriately, honestly, and openly.
0: Well said, and the numbers are absolutely staggering, aren't they? We're we're talking one in five children, one way or another, affected, uh, touched by this particular situation. Uh, I've spoken to some victims who claim that the numbers are even higher even here in Australia, that uh, this kind of uh, abuse, trafficking, fiddling, whatever your different components of this, that the abuse that children have to suffer, particularly at the hands of people that they may know in the family system and the way that these secrets are protected for years and years and decades. uh, And often, of course, it's not until someone dies that the true story comes out and the notes are compared. Why do you think that the shame of being a victim of trafficking, of slavery, of sexual slavery is such that um that that people just hide it so much even within a family structure is it because there is a bias to not believe because of the shame and embarrassment involved in the crime in the first place
1: let's compare it let me make a little bit of an analogy about here in the United States we only really started talking about domestic violence really in society about 20 years ago Mm. that kind of came out and it became more accepted to speak about I am seeing though I I am a great believer hope hope in 2024 I am seeing the pendulum it has gone so far it is slightly slightly swinging back and we have uh children now we're educating them so they're becoming aware of what it is because first of all Jason they don't even know what trafficking means Mm. they don't understand this sextortion you know, 30 and under, I like to say, I work with a lot of school teachers across the country and they will report to me that children, teens exchange nude images on their phones. Like I'm dating myself a little bit, but you know, like a uh, baseball cards, you know, trading cards and things like they think nothing of it. Okay. So once that image goes out and they think they're talking to a peer, another teen, another child, then The person says, okay, do this, do that, or else I'm charging you. This is the example I'm giving, you know, $500 or I'll tell your mom and dad, I now know where you're going to school. I know your sibling's name. I know your pet's name. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to embarrass you. We have such a rash. Now, this is what I don't understand, Jason. All this sexual content in America that's around us or around the world. Yet parents are embarrassed to talk to the kids and the kids are embarrassed to come to the parents, yet they're trading nude images. So now we have this rash, and this is something the media does not talk about. We have a rash of suicides among teens. We have across emergency rooms here in the United States, 40% of the uh, young people showing up who have tried to commit suicide are 11 years old and under. This is Mm. all being fueled by the Internet kind of thing we have to get over this embarrassment. What embarrassment we have to be able to have collaboration open lines of communication again age appropriate but we have to start right out of the you know like at three years old with images and storybooks and and things that are appropriate you know we we had this inoculation i'll just leave that in the last few years everybody and you know we need like to inoculate our children society against this predation the predators are always 10 steps ahead of law enforcement law enforcement always lags behind there are not enough people working on this issue i just want to say what i like to do to get in the door to open people's eyes is let's talk about this digital safety you know start from there see how how the audience the public is receptive and then you know branch out into the different areas because that right now is fueling so easily why are our kids so vulnerable Why are they willing to, you know, within 24 hours or so to go out and meet a stranger? Like we have a lot of mental health issues, you know, youth mental health. Like we have to deal with all of that kind of thing. We just have to start like we're doing right now. Again, it sounds very simple, but talk about it. Raise awareness. No, no reason to be embarrassed. I tell parents all the time, here's something. A child will come to a parent with and say, this is happening to me. And the parents will yell at the child this child will never come to you again about anything. If you're gonna say, why did you send that image? What are you doing? You take a deep breath. We're gonna figure this out. And then you have to know the resources. This is a crime. Who are you gonna call? You're gonna call the cybertipline.org. They're gonna handle the case for you. There are so many simple little things. Not that I'm saying any of this is simple. People just have to be directed, have to be educated. And I'm almost thinking, Jason, right now, my my tact has been, I'm educating the grownups the parents, the grandparents, you know, the aunts, the uncles, we have to think of like a family digital partnership because everybody can relate to a computer, a phone. But if I go in there and start talking about organ trafficking, no, people don't want to hear from me kind of thing. We can get to that, which is a big problem. We don't talk enough about that is happening as well. We've got to get in that door, you know, break down these barriers and start giving out some simple facts and resources.
0: Well said, and and I like the fact that you brought up and gone back into the detail there to talk about it does involve not only mum and dad, but uncles and aunties and grandparents, et cetera, because it's an issue that you just can't put your hands up and expect that the government is somehow going to come out and wave a magic wand and all of a sudden this problem is going to go away. The government certainly not part of any solution so far, so how are they going to be the solution in the future? And worse, the idea of taking away everyone's privacy is a, a very large price to pay for the idea of being able to so-called monitor for human trafficking prevention and then only to find that everyone's gone down that pathway. And human trafficking, as you said, still might not go away at that point. So there's got to be ways that we can interact ourselves. And self-sufficiency is always the most important part of understanding and being able to practice and gain experience at these different uh, methods that you're proposing that uh, everyone can do to protect the children the ones that should never be harmed in the first place but there it is we have situation that as you said that you I can't believe you can't believe and I suppose every single person now listening or watching still can't believe shake their head that anyone would harm a child uh, specifically for some form of self gratification. it's just an impossible thing to contemplate but here we are in this uh, in this strange world that we have this particular situation happening and these horrible uh, problems going on now you did mention um uh, the idea of organ uh, trafficking. So this is uh, obviously something that still goes on, and we read about it uh, in different parts of the world, depending it might be going on with the Uyghurs in China, for example. You hear of horrific stories happening in Asia, people waking up with uh, stitches and, and a missing kidney as one of these sort of urban myths from you know decades ago we heard that. But this is far more sophisticated. Now, Lynn, can you explain a little bit more about what you know that goes on and how it is that, um, these these again, these people, children, specifically uh, again have being targeted and somehow that there are even doctors able to remove organs part of this whole business model that you said is the largest criminal activity now in the world
1: this is going to sound very crass but here is the, here is something i want everybody to understand it's all about money and this is the biggest money maker most people will do unfortunately anything for money that's just that's just the way it is now. I know on our US borders we have Border agents finding Now you'll never hear about this and I want to put out a little bit of a warning because I, I I don't want Anybody to get too upset. We we know they are finding gutted bodies Right. We know there are farms uh, Created by Americans, but in Mexico where they raise children Specifically, you know get them nice and fat and healthy and then after a couple of years They do their, you know, organ harvesting with them. And we know, we've always heard about the Uyghurs. There's other places as well. I've spoken to plenty of law enforcement across the globe. It is a major problem and a major moneymaker. I even knew of somebody that needed a a kidney and couldn't get one and all of a sudden got one, you know, kind of did the wink, wink. So -hmm. there's a lot of that kind of black market uh for all of those organs I don't know why we're not talking about where where are these children on these farms in Mexico coming from you know what I mean why why isn't the media covering these gutted bodies on our US borders why why isn't our government oh Jason you can't get me started I mean I work with our Congress you know and again yeah. all of this child safety it falls under child safety trafficking is bipartisan belongs to no political party these are human rights abuses um just not interested just keeping that wheel turning yet the interest is on as you know all the wrong things and we're seeing this deterioration of children of families i don't understand any of this and it sounds like uh I, you know and i talk to i talked to every expert I even was talking today with uh, he ran our drug administration uh, for 30 years, approximately working on the border now, working with a group, they men that worked under the uh, in the Trump administration, all border issues. And I said, why, why, why is this allowed? Why is this happening? And they just simply say to me, well, and these are seasoned experts. And they'll say to me, well, they just don't care our government they just want to change the, you know, composition of America. So none of these issues are of importance. But that being said, Jason, that is why one must become a warrior, you know, in their own, as you pointed out a little bit earlier, in your own home, in your community, and deal with that. That is the best we can do, the education, the intervention, and giving out the resources. Now, also, that being said, I am still going to Washington. I still get in their faces. I still talk about it. And there's been a lot of talk in Washington and bills and that. Right now we have six bipartisan bills waiting, work their way up the chain for a final vote. And we can't get them on the schedule to be voted on, which is criminal. This has been going on in the last three, four years with these bills. It's a very slippery slope because again, we we cannot. You know, there's a lot of attack on, oh, we should shut down TikTok in America. No, no, no. I always say you'd have to shut down every platform. You're, stop just picking on TikTok. Um, that very slippery slope. We don't want to invade anybody's privacy. You know, we want the tech platforms, we want them to take some responsibility and have more security on their end. I mean, why is a 12 year old allowed to, not even a 12 year old, a six year old, check off a box? I'm 18 and there's no how do we get around that verification right we can't have people uploading licenses and ids and all that kind of stuff a little more on their end big tech which really i'm going to say partners in crime with washington dc they have lobbyists that get paid a lot of money and i am under the impression i think that you know when these people are done in the senate and congress where do they go they want to go on the boards of big tech where all the money is or banking where all the money is. So nobody's really on both sides rocking the boat. Nobody really wants to get the work done, which is a long way around you know, where we started with this. But that is why I'll continue. Those of us who can deal with them, call them out just just to keep doing it, just to keep getting, you know, whatever we can get done in Washington with the government. But it's really up to us to do it with our kids. I can't tell you how many grandparents contact me and tell me their son, their daughter, you know, the parents aren't listening. The grandparents are listening. How do do we deal with this? You know, I do a lot of these focus groups, a lot of pod teaching and talking kinds of things. It is really up to us. And as you pointed out, we have ourselves and we have to get on board with the children. I don't know as we enter into AI, artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence, where this will all go. We're already seeing with the deep fakes and things like that where what is going to happen to children all of all of us frankly and why won't you know our government any governments do more about this you know jason i'm tired of we know human trafficking is bad there are so many more groups just in the last few years working on this talking about it the u.n is constantly talking about this is terrible we have to stop it But what is really trickling down to that victim, right? That family, very, very little. And that's what I'm trying to get in there and get at, right into that victim, getting in there before the victim. How come in the United States we have one, one verified, certified uh, safe house for boys in the state of Florida, one in the entire country? That is not to say there aren't kind of underground safe houses, you know. But one, the priority is not there. It's only up to us. We only really have us to to count on and depend on, and we have to educate each other. Again, I use that word collaborate. We have to come together. What you know, I may not know. What I know, you may not know. We have to sit down and talk about it and get it out there.
0: It seems that that's the most important part of the discussion today is to make this a priority of discussion, but to be able to talk about it in a way that's not – too graphic or too extreme, but just to explain that this is a very, very serious problem and it is one that we, if we start from the home base, that we can work out new ways to be able to educate. And if you start from the very, very basics, my child is not ever going to be a victim. It certainly is one good place to start and that would obviously expect to expand and permeate throughout the community where you live to make sure that other children are also never going to be victims and one day we'll get to that great stage all achieved by ourselves on that note we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more here on weekends you're watching and listening to tnt i didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go i I didn't think i'd survive
1: but i did ask for help and covenant house was there for me one in ten young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year for these kids who didn't ask to be put in
0: this unthinkable situation Covenant House is there.
1: Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness and my family. They gave me the love that I needed.
0: Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a
2: speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today.
0: If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today.
2: I was such a young age, everything changed. My name is Chloe. When I was 13, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. When I found out, I just didn't know how to react. I felt like everything was just kind of closing in on me. It just became a routine. Dad's doing chemo. I'd come home from school, wait for mum to finish work and we'd go straight to the hospital, spend a few hours there, just draw. It was hard to navigate going to school. Hundreds of kids and I was the only one with a dying dad. He was diagnosed in March and then he died in October. Towards the end, I heard about Canteen. It kind of felt nice to know that they had other people like me they understood what I was going through and we didn't even have to chat about cancer. In 2020, I became a Youth Ambassador so I can help others the way they helped me. I've done so many things since I was 13. I've graduated high school, university, gotten my licence, made a move across the country. Life now is just a whole lot more fun. Please give a gift today to support more young people like me experiencing cancer.
0: The intersection of information and conversation. Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's News Talk, TNT. Welcome back to Weekends. And my guest this hour is Lynn Shaw. And we have been talking about the... Top two, I would say, taboo subjects in the world, and that is human trafficking. Lynn, when I first learned about it, I was reading on 4chan. Uh, it was around about 2015, 2016. It was the period where Hillary Clinton was in a lot of hot water over the emails, and uh, it was explained by a particular person identifying him or herself as FBI anon, a mid-level analyst that said that Bernie Sanders was staying in the race in case Hillary was indicted and taken out, but uh, the removal of Hillary Clinton was asked by people in this particular forum uh, and this person explained it wouldn't make any difference someone else would just slot into the position and take over Uh, and then uh, this particular fbi and on again talked about human trafficking as the biggest scourge of our time and to research and dig was the term given that these citizen journalists researchers were the ones that were bringing this out into the main arena to be discussed and of course then we learned about julian assange and the releasing of the pedestophiles files through wikileaks which effectively was the origins of pizzagate which is another story altogether and then donald trump enters office and then announces in an executive order a human trafficking project can you explain um if that was successful, what Trump was able to do, because it seems that this was very much against the tide of modern politics. He was taking this position uh, front and center and taking it head on.
1: Whether you like Donald Trump or not, I'm going to say that is not the issue, because I was there. I was in Washington. Donald Trump put his daughter, Ivanka, in charge of the human trafficking in the White House. The administration made tremendous strides. Financially, Donald Trump gave out monies to groups and organizations that were just ignored for years. For instance, tribal nations, they have the highest, when you do the research, talk to some of their victims, survivors, as far as domestic violence. They have something like over 60% of the women and girls disappear. Just horrible things. I was at the White House for the Human Trafficking Summit, and Donald Trump brought tribal nations in and gave other organizations he brought them in to get them on track so they could have more resources for law enforcement to start finding their people okay it was a full-fledged uh we never heard about it in the media i say to people any chance i get jason to say donald trump did tremendous a tremendous job with his daughter ivanka with human trafficking but did you ever hear about it because everybody i talked to they're like we never heard about that well i was there to tell you and great strides were being made and then what happens the minute uh, joe biden i like to call him the current occupant i also like to call him the squatter in our white house Mm -hmm. came in day one and undid all of that i also want to point out january in america is national human trafficking prevention month and when i received on january 1st a memo from the white house with joe biden's name on it stating human trafficking is so and I'm paraphrasing a little bit this is so horrible we can't have human trafficking in the United States the I'm going to abolish all of this and get rid of this well I was told when Joe Biden took office Lynn here's what we're going to be doing after these tremendous strides but as you know Jason things take time so we need it more time with Donald Trump that's number one and to continue these programs which Biden cut right away not only that, I know firsthand that groups he gave monies to under Joe Biden were attacked, IRS and other issues then, okay. Put out of business, some of them, others hanging on by a thread, you know, so they came in to attack, undo everything. And, you know, I I want to say that as far as this trafficking, I wish in my dream world, Jason. I wish like Donald Trump would just his only platform he could get up there and say we are not going to allow because on day one also I want to remind everybody Joe Biden undid all of our border things that the security that Donald Trump put in place on day one why would he do that on day one because I'm here to tell you and that's a different program Jason about the border but Yes. I know that 300,000 unaccompanied children, 300,000 are being reported in the year 2023 came over these borders into the United States. Where are these 300,000 children that nobody, nobody knows, nobody can give an answer to? I mean, we know a lot of them are in sex trafficking, forced labor um But also we know they're working in meatpacking plants, farms, uh, construction sites, because Republicans and Democrats both like cheap labor. 300,000 kids. Imagine you could fill stadiums with that. And Donald Trump had it under control. So whether you like him or not, were we better off human trafficking, sexual exploitation programs? Yes. And it was all undone beginning day one. Why would somebody do that? Why would they want to do that? And why isn't the public speaking up and out and protesting this? I don't understand.
0: This is the hardest part, isn't it? It's almost as if the uh, general population has been beaten down with a stick into uh, into total subservience. Uh, We saw it, obviously, through the pandemic years that uh, very, very few people wanted to stand up and fight against it, almost as if now people are too afraid to do it or want to take this underground and resist in other ways. But then when the George Floyd story popped up, all of a sudden it was a license to destroy. And if you were representing that particular cause, you could do whatever you want. I like the way that you uh, referred to the current occupant of the Oval. Uh, just this morning, um, uh, in in some preparation that I was doing, I stumbled across some old uh, images that I'd saved, and one of them was from uh, election day, 2020. And in it uh, specifically, and it's probably just worth reading out for the benefit of our um, of our viewers and listeners that are still scratching their head how this has never been resolved. But in Georgia, with 94% reporting back in 2020, Trump was 50.5 to Biden 48.3, which meant he was 102. 2,000 votes ahead with just 6% left to count, probably the only uh, state that would not have conceded at that stage at such a high count, but of course, went on to uh, not win that particular seat. And over in Pennsylvania, he was ahead 56 to 43 or almost 670,000 votes with 64% reporting. Again, in any other election in the world, that would have been conceded and Trump would have uh, taken over the Oval at that stage. But this wasn't the case. And we all know what happened overnight. The only reason they stopped counting was that there was no path for victory for Biden and it went the other way. So I'm glad that we made reference to that. And so we're still watching that particular situation unfold. But do you certainly think that um, former President Trump, soon to be President 47, if uh, his plans go the way that it seems that the people are saying uh, has got a lot on his plate, but not taking his eyes off anything. And of course, he even said this week after Iowa that um, we need to unite the world. And one wonders what it will be that will be the uniting thing for Trump. Will it be that there'll be some announcement of perhaps some arrests of some powerful people that have been involved with some very bad crimes, which will be just enough, perhaps, Lynn, to wake up the general public and say holy moly it is true this is no longer a conspiracy could it be something like that would that would give society a mass shake-up
1: perhaps well you know what i say jason conspiracy means truth because look at look at how all of these so-called conspiracies played out they've all basically become truths we found out you know now you can talk about a vaccine now you can talk about certain things couldn't do it a couple of years ago it's truths um, but again, I, I would like to see Donald Trump, his platform being this human slavery, because so much stems from that, the crime in the communities, the cost to the economy. Our health care uh, in the United States is burdened by billions due to human trafficking. People don't talk about the effects on one's body, you know, the health care, what they go through. And I don't want to be too graphic that is something we don't discuss, but it's costing in excess billions of dollars mm. to this human trafficking. We don't talk about what it's costing to national security threat and border operations, billions of dollars. So the trafficking really has so many different little tentacles that could go in. I, I, I would love for him to like really go hard on this subject. And then we can explore everything that's coming from it. We know we have the criminal cartels working in all 50 states. We also know we have the criminal, I mean, why is this allowed, Jason? We have the cartels working in our public school systems because they are hiring American children. Now, we've heard the stories about they hire them at the border to smuggle and pay them $50, $100. They are actually working in the public school system, hiring kids, paying the money. Remember, follow the money. I don't like to say it, but that's usually the case. That's what happens, money. And they're hiring kids for $100, $200 to traffic their peers in middle and high schools. Now, if teachers know about this, I know about this, law enforcement knows about this, why aren't we talking about this? Why yes. are we allowing these criminal cartels into the communities to take over? So exactly. it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's incredible.
0: I totally agree with you, and I just noticed the timing, so that's why I sort of jumped in there. But you you can't go down the pathway of denial at this point. Those in authority cannot possibly deny that this is a problem that doesn't exist. So, therefore, this lack of empathy, I wonder... Is that an indication of some form of complicitness or official uh, designation of being able to turn one's head in the other direction and look the other way? And that's that's where you start to wonder, is there a hidden hand within the power structures that's somehow involved here, In Because this is the taboo on top of the taboo.
1: I agree with that, but I have to throw in, I love my country. I don't like my government. I love America. I'm an American but americans are lazy i'm sorry americans are spoiled americans are not smart and i'm sorry i'm not talking about everybody but the majority why wouldn't everybody want to get on board with all of this to protect children why wouldn't our school systems want to educate again we don't have to talk about organ harvesting digital safety because we know the predators are lurking there we know the trafficking 80 percent of it is coming through the computers through the phones so why wouldn't we be talking about this? We'll be talking about all the other issues in schools, American schools, you know, of trans and and identities and pronouns. We'll spend a lot of time and money on all of that, but not on keeping kids safe from the predators. You know, and we know the servers are basically in all other countries. And you can't, law enforcement can't get at those servers in real time, which is where a lot of the, tra- you know, it's happening in real time. So where are the priorities of America? I don't know. I guess they're going to, you know, Taylor Swift concerts. I think that's where they're going and not not concentrating on the protection of our children and just some basic facts, you know, keep the devices out of bedrooms at night, let the kids sleep. Put the put the devices away. Schools have to start. We have a program at the Warriors. Put the phones down just during the school day so the kids mm-hmm. can focus, talk to each other, not isolate, right? The teachers are reporting the schools we do it with. They're doing better academically, the children. There's lots of little things we can start doing. But the good news is, again, I am seeing some of these programs work where we do put the phones away in some of the schools. You know, it's a school-by-school issue. You can't do this federally. Um, And we're also seeing uh, people waking up and identifying, understanding, I'm a trafficking victim, you know, young women and, and boys. And that's very encouraging to me. We're seeing that. We're also seeing teens stepping up and want to kind of be these ambassadors And teach the younger kids that's very encouraging so i actually have to say jason i have hope it's starting to open up but we're doing it in the communities we're educating everybody we're intervening and we have to have more law enforcement to put we have to end the demand that's another program also jason we Mm. have to hold those who harm accountable they are not held accountable and i'll leave you with new york state wants to legalize prostitution now that may sound great but really that is legalizing pimping, traffickers, brothel owners, sex buyers. And again, the demand is for children. More children will be trafficked into this nightmare, these horrors. So we have a lot of work to do, but I'm confident everybody will become a warrior and we're gonna get start getting the job done.
0: Wonderful and uh, well put, Lynn. It's wonderful work that you uh, continue to do and Thank make you. it your life's work. It is lynnswarriors.org. If you want to have a look, get involved and start the conversation at home, it is a really important, the most important subject that there is in the world today. We can't just sit back and hope that uh, Trump comes in and cleans it up. There is a big step right bang in the middle. Lynn, happy birthday. Thank you for spending your time with us this evening, New York time. We're here Saturday afternoon in Australia. We're going to take news headlines and be back with a brand new guest after the break here on Weekends with Jason Olborn. You're watching and listening to TNT.